Good morning. <laughs> I, I think I have to preface this time together with telling you that we, we don't really know what we're going to say. Um, but that's, what, that's how we go anyway, usually. Um, I'd sometimes go back and listen to my sermons to find out what the heck I just said. And uh, sometimes I'm like, wow, where'd that come from? Um, we do have some things scripted out because we want to share some exciting news with you today. And, and um, uh, we, we don't want to miss certain things that we want to say. So we'll be looking at notes, and, but a lot of this is just uh, really a story that we get to tell today. And, and, and so, hey, first of all, I just want to say um, thank you to City Hills Church and Destiny Church for uh, just hanging out together and uh, trying to, you know, you've, you know, everybody's been trying to figure out what, what is this all about. And, you know, you guys got into to COVID and, and lost your, your building in the middle of that. And uh, um, so, I, what was it, Christmas Eve was like our first time together just to, because you needed some place to go. We felt really, you know, I was, I was thinking we sang that song, The Orphans Had a Home. And, uh, <laughs> that was us. Yeah, yeah. So come on over, you know. And, um, but our story began years ago, and, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that personally because I, uh, this, is, this is much more than, than just uh, an organizational uh, change, I think, and, and so it's going to be really, really fun. Um, we're going to both give a little bit of history about our churches and where we come from, uh, real short. Um, it was 1997. I was... Uh, Working one day, uh, I'm, a, I'm a businessman, and I was working in my office, and instantly at one moment, uh, it was just one of those things that happened. God just spoke to me and said, hey, this part of your life is, is over. And I didn't know what it meant. At that time, my office was in my house, which seems to be what everybody's doing now. I set the trend a long time ago. But Trendsetter. I went upstairs, and Pam was looking at me like, what are you doing up here? Why aren't you working? And... Um, uh, I'm like, I, I don't know, I just, I think I just quit my job, and um, <laughs> so I went into this little room we had, I, there was a, a book on the shelf, uh, The Purpose Driven Church, written by Rick Warren, and it was still in the cellophane, I don't know where it came from, and, and um, I opened it up, and I began to read, and I read about what Rick Warren was doing at Saddleback Church in California, and so I went to California to find out what they were doing and just get a picture of this. And I called my wife, you know, a couple of days into it and said, hey, guess what? We're going to start a church. And that was like a two-year conversation. She didn't, like, buy in right away. And um, so 1999, October, uh, we launched Destiny Church. And our picture, uh, what we really felt God was calling us to do was pretty much out of this, this vision that Rick Warren had for a church that was, would be a great place to bring non-believers. Um, and, and so uh, that's how we built the church. We, we had 12, uh, 12 people, uh, six couples, and, and probably 25 kids. I mean, we were really blessing the world. Um, and uh, uh, we started this church, and... Um, so through the years, we, we've seen that, that beautiful miracle uh, take place. We've had so many hundreds of people give their lives to Jesus Christ through the, the 22 years that we've been 
doing this. And um, I'm still in business. I, I've never taken a paycheck from the church. I've, I just, this has just been something that God put in my heart. And um, uh, so we've just been very blessed to be able to serve in that capacity. And um, I had prayed uh, when I started. I asked God for 20 years and uh, to, to be able to do this. And so uh, we're pretty close to 22 right now. So I'm in two years further than what I think God gave me and, um, or, or whatever. Um, so that's a little bit about our history and uh, where we come from. And maybe you can fill us in because I, was, I was, got to be a part of your start. And yeah, absolutely. Um, so for those of you that may not know a lot about me on the Destiny side of things, uh, I'm originally from Louisiana, so that's where my funny accent comes from. I was born and raised there uh, in a great family that taught me to love God and uh, took me to church three times minimum on the, in a week. And so I, I tell people a lot of times I'm a church rat. I just grew up in and around church, uh, loved it, loved the kingdom of God. Uh, my parents were not in ministry, our vocational ministry, but um, they were just people that rolled their sleeves up and helped build the local church, and, and I got a love for that from them. And so when it came time for me to graduate, um, I uh, had offers from, from other colleges to, to come and tuition paid and all that kind of good stuff. Um, uh, and I made the decision. I just felt like that God was calling me into vocational ministry. So I actually went to Bible college, did that, got a, uh, my undergrad in biblical studies and theology, and from there, I moved to Orlando, Florida, was a youth pastor for about seven years. Um, my wife and I was married one year into student pastoring. Uh, I, I, we, we were so young, we, we could have been in the youth group, really, <laughs> um, when we started. I, I think back on that, the, 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 the senior pastor that hired me, I was 21 when he hired me, I was like, man, he took a big, big gamble. And, um, but I did that for seven years, and... Then we relocated from Orlando to Detroit, uh, where my wife is from, and I actually was in itinerant ministry for about the first two years, the five years we lived there, and then the last three years, um, she and I were honored to come on staff of a great church, the church she actually grew up in, my brother-in-law, um, pastors uh, now, and um, we were able to serve with them, and when we made that move, we thought that this was our last move for our life. Uh, we, we were honored to be able to serve alongside um, our family and ministry uh, in an incredible church that had an 80-year history there in that area and was well-established and did amazing things, not only there locally but around the world. And we were clicking along. I mean, we, we were by family, and um, everything was great until... Uh, you know, if you ever had that experience, you know, it's like God don't let you stay comfortable too long. Uh, so um, I, I started kind of feeling this unsettledness. Uh, I had been walking with God long enough at that time to know, okay, God's trying to tell me something. Um, and there was one thing that I said all the way back from when I first, my freshman year of Bible college when I was 17, 18 years old. God, you know, I'd have these moments surrendering to God on the altar, do anything, I'll go anywhere, anything for you, except start a church. I'll never start a church. Um, don't ask me to plant one. Uh, and uh, to make a long story short, that's exactly what happened. God began to put a, a burden on my heart 
Uh, and it wasn't just plant a church. It was plant a church in the D.C. metro area. Um, and I'd never been to D.C. metro. I'd, I'd been to D.C. one time when I was in college for two days for a presidential inauguration because I went with some friends just to see it. That was it. Uh, Kimberly had been here on a senior class trip in high school for a few days. Uh, we had no connections here, and I was like, this is the strangest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Why Why that area? Why, why, why? Uh, we're comfortable here, God. Um, but he would not let it go. And every time I would think about it, pray about it, it was just like a fire in my gut. And so I couldn't ignore it. And we, January of 2015, moved our family. I have one little girl. Her name is Elin. She is seven now, about to turn eight, but she was one when we moved here. And that was City Hills Church, January of 2015. Me, my wife, and my little girl. And not only did God, you know, pull out a file from the never file, I said I'd never plant a church. He also said, okay, not only will you plant a church, you'll plant a church in one of the most difficult areas in the country to plant a church in. Good luck. And so um, we moved here, and over the last... God, wait a minute. God said good luck? Yeah. I, maybe that was me. Maybe that was some, uh, I was just checking. <laughs> maybe we need to talk theology. <laughs> so um, we, we did that. We moved here and um, spent about 10 months just trying to meet people, build a team. And we did that October of 2015. We launched in the Alamo Draft House right there in One Loudon. And God blessed. There was about 100 people there that day. In the last um, five-plus years, we've seen God do some amazing things, bring some amazing people um, into our lives and become a part of that church. Uh, and uh, we've seen lives changed, baptized. Uh, people said yes to Jesus. And, and it's just been an amazing thing to watch what God has done um, through all that. And one of the biggest blessings that we've experienced since moving here and um, planting this church is that God crossed our paths. Mm -hmm. um, not long after I moved here, um, again, me not knowing anybody, I was just like, I got to find some friends. Uh, and, and that was the best he got. You know, this is the best the I could come guy, up man. with. He's like, this guy needs friends. You know? yeah. So I reached out to, I started Googling. We, we were both part of this great uh, church planting network uh, called ARC, Association Related Churches. And I started Googling, who, okay, who's in the network? And you popped up and I reached yeah. out to you and um, you accepted my call. Yeah, and, that, and that's um, interesting too because this is, this is more than just our church life. We've become really close friends. Uh, we have a lot of similarity in our background. We both came out of uh, Pentecostal church movements. And um, so I, I don't know which one of us was in the crazier group um, <laughs> because uh, we were holy roller hanging from the chandelier people. Um, and uh, But one of the things that we both concur uh, with that whole experience was just we learned about what it meant to love Jesus. And so in spite of things that maybe were a little challenging uh, in our practices, um, I don't remember not being in love with Jesus. And, right. and that, that came out of that ministry, that world that we lived in. Um, I think for me, uh, the greatest part of this story has just been our friendship um, I, I can't uh, tell you how many times we sat at Panera Bread uh, just commensurating over life and, and ministry, and uh, sometimes it was laughing, sometimes it was tears. I mean, we just, we just built a, a friendship. 
And then, um, you know, <clears throat> when COVID hit and then the George Floyd thing took place, um, we, we'd always been friends. But when we got into that series and I began to really find out who you were and where your heart was, um, I'm like, this dude is a kingdom guy. And, and for me, that's a big deal. You know, I, I love church. We, we're, we're part of church. We definitely, church is the light of the world, you know, supposed to be, but it's here for the kingdom. And sometimes we get church confused with kingdom. Yeah. And Jeffrey is one of, in fact, last Sunday, I think I wrote more notes in the shortest amount of time <clears throat> about the kingdom and he gives me a little chance. When he jumps up on the, the subwoofers, I can write down notes because I know he's not thinking about what he's saying. He's just thinking, like, how am I going to live through this? How did I get up here? And, um, but, but he is a kingdom guy. I mean, this is, this is not about churchianity. It's about God's kingdom. And, and, and so for me, uh, going through that series, hearing your heart, uh, I'm like, ah, this is a brother. You know, I mean, for real. And so, um, you know, so not only have we been planting churches and working together in ministry and being part of different networks, we've become friends. And so through COVID, um, I knew uh, early on in COVID that, man, while this is a horrible, horrible plague, it is also uh, a time when God has some things to say and wants to change some things. And so we've talked at at length about that. And one of the things that's changing is us. So you want to tell them what we're doing? You're going to make me tell them? Yeah, well, I'm I'm done. i got to go back to the notes. You're the old guy. I don't know what we're doing. you got to tell them what we're doing. No, No, um, as Greg said, um, you know, as we come through COVID, there's a lot of changes that happen. Um, to all of us in every area of our lives. And certainly um, one of the areas that that he and I, uh, the world that we live in, um, the church, um, you know, we had to shut down uh, up until this. As a matter of fact, we are on the weekend. This is the weekend one year ago where we canceled our first Sunday gathering because of COVID. We're one year this weekend. Um, And um, for City Hills, the very first time we even had an opportunity to gather back together in person was for Christmas Eve. And then, you know, the last six weeks we've been doing uh, this joint effort. Um, and you've so graciously let us kind of come in and, and be a part of this. So, Well, we needed like seven more people to show up on Sunday. <laughs> yes. We only had five. <laughs> Between the two of us, yeah. we kind of yeah. put together a little yeah. bit of a it remnant. Just, it was only um. it was God telling us to do that. Right. And... Um, so we, you know, church has obviously changed, and, and, and we've communicated a lot through this, and um, we have felt like that one of the positive things, there's a lot of negatives, obviously, that COVID brought um, for all of us, but one of the positive things, the positive thing, I believe, for, for me personally and our family, and I, I feel like for you and your family mm-hmm. and for our churches, is that through much prayer, through much counsel, um, on Destiny Church's side with their elders and then on City Hill's side with, with our board of directors and, and elders, um, we felt led to God that we are taking these two churches, City Hill's and Destiny Church, and we believe it is the will of God for this hour um, to bring us together, no longer two separate churches, but to come together as one 
local church in the body of Christ. Yeah. So Destiny Church and City Hills Church will be merging into one local church. So for us, um, and I hope for you, yeah, okay. There well, we that go. makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> you can clap. Yeah. If you could have, if you'd been standing up and preaching, you would have gotten I gotta that jump a lot on the sooner subs, than, yeah. yeah. Um, this is, to me, extremely exciting um, for um, many reasons, but mostly, once again, for kingdom purposes. And I want to read something that we've all read many times before. My, my, my probably favorite book in the Bible is the book of Ephesians. I, you know, I, I, I think we taught on it for nine months, probably six months too long uh, here. But um, there's so much in the book of Ephesians about the local church. And one of the things that I, I just, you've heard this, I want to read it. It's uh, chapter 4, verse 11. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. It says their responsibility is to equip the church, the body of Christ, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. When I read that, I realize a couple of things. First of all, we definitely, you and I, need each other. Yes. We need to, to utilize the gifts that God has given us. And when I look at what we're thinking about uh, with the, this merger and where we are, um, this is like a gift completion thing for, for me from where I'm, I'm at and, and for our church. And, and, um, and I say our church because uh, I guess as of today, we're one church. And uh, we're going to figure out all the details. We'll talk a little bit about some of that here today. But um, the one thing that has happened in COVID, uh, in my heart, and you and I have talked about this, we had a model that we started with when we planted our churches. And that Rick Warren model turned into a model that uh, ARC, the Association of Related Churches, adopted. It's one that we are well steeped in. We, we, we drank the Kool-Aid, and it's been a great run. But in the last couple of years, I have seen a, a, an incredible shift in in church and that model that we have been working so hard to build, and that is that it's not working any longer, that there's been a change. And I think it was last week or the week before I talked a little bit about the fact that, hey, we're married uh, to, to the vision, the mission of Christ, but, but um, not to a model. The model is it's, God's got his own plans, and we can't we can try to ride the wave. We can't create the wave. And so we rode a wave. And, and you know, I've, I've never been on a surfboard. I can't get up. I, I, you know, I, it's, well, never mind. But <laughs> I do know that when the wave is done, it's done. And so there's a new wave that's coming. And one of the things that I have sensed with all of my heart is that, that God is shifting the picture of the local church not to be a place where we bring all the non-believers in so that they will hear a great message and give their lives to Christ. I think that worked for a while. It's not working anymore. And 
that does not relieve us from the Great Commission. So what's the plan? Well, the plan, it, it, you know, it's always been like this. The church is to go into the community. The church is to, to invade the darkness. We're to be light in, in a very dark land. And, and, and so, so I see this shift coming, and I also know that I have a particular place in this ministry, and you do too. And we have talked so much about this because um, there's some things, you know, when, when, when we were on the other wave, I was fine. On this wave, I have a real heart for outside, and yet we really need a leader for inside. And so that's where we're at today. I mean, that's the shift that's taking place. I feel really called, and we'll talk about the whole Greenway thing in a minute, but I really feel called to that apostolic role that God has placed on my life, but we need a pastor and a leader and a guy who has a prophetic voice uh, for the church, and uh, I have just, I, I just love this guy, and I am, uh, his gifts are amazing, and so I just see a real completion here, and so in that, um, that puts us in different roles, and um, different things, but you, I'm going to, I've been talking a little bit, why don't you uh, uh, fill in some of the blanks that I'm, I may have missed, or no, I think, up. I think you're right, um, you know, Greg and I have had many conversations um, since I've been here, and I'll just say this, in the five years that I've been here, Greg referenced, you know, our Panera sessions, uh, I can tell you that one of the main reasons why my wife and I and my family are still here in Loudoun County is this guy right here and his family. Um, because you don't come into Northern Virginia in the D.C. metro area to plant a church, especially the way, the hardest way to plant one that we chose that way. Well, it was kind of chosen for us, but well, that's the way we chose. That's the route we did. And we knew that we were supposed to be here, but you know, there's times when you're walking through that and it, you feel extremely alone and you feel like the odds are stacked against you and you don't see the way out. And I can tell you right now, there was some consecrated ground over not far from here at, at Panera and um, at Shoes and all of those places where I spent with this guy and he looked at me. Uh, and this was before any we knew any of this would ever right. happen or be in our future. Uh, and he poured into me and having a guy that is from this area that that knows what it takes to plant a church and has made it 20 plus years. Um, it it would give me the strength and the faith to walk out of there and say, OK, we can do this. As a matter of fact, it probably one of our lowest moments and City Hills knows this. I tell them all the time, like if you're looking for a perfect pastor or pastor to paint it for you, then then, then I'm not your guy. But Paint even picture. God said good luck. Yes, even yeah. God told me good luck, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just, just who I am. But uh, it, it, one of the, probably the lowest part of, of our whole process since we lived here, uh, I, I called Greg, and it's like, I need you to come to my house and talk to me and Kimberly. And he dropped what he did or whatever he was doing. If you don't know this guy, he's got plenty of things to do. Um, and, and he came to my house, and he walked in, and he sat at our kitchen table with me and Kimberly for an hour plus. And, and he loved on us, and he poured into us. And I can't tell you the respect and, and, and the, 
the, um, the love that I have for he and his entire family. And we wouldn't be here if it, if it wasn't for you, Greg. And again, this is before we, we even yeah. knew this was in our future. Um, but uh, I think in all of our conversations, you're right. We've, we've felt like there's this shift that, you know, and, and this is not abnormal. Um, if you study church history, there's always moves of God and God moves in culture in specific waves and in ways, and, and Greg used the analogy of the wave, and, and, and it's great, and it works, and you're doing it, and then all of a sudden, there will be a shift, and it's like, okay, now we need to figure out, okay, what does it mean to minister in our cultural context now in order to be as effective for the kingdom? Because, listen, we, as people of God and followers of Jesus, we are to be about, Jesus said it at 12 years old. He gave us our mission when he looked at with his parents and they had lost him in Jerusalem, <laughs> went back to find him. He's in the temple. He's like, didn't you know I'm, I'm about my father's business? Mm-hmm. And this is, if we're going to follow Jesus, we need to be about our father's business in our own lives and in our own worlds. And, and Jesus said, I'll build the church, right? He, he looked at Peter and says, on this rock, I will build my church. The church is God's plan A, not his plan B. The church will always be here. He's going to build it if we can build the kingdom and if we can be about the kingdom business. And I think, you know, for a time we we kind of set church up as a model of and it and it served us well, but I think, you know, as it kind of come to an end, what we realize is like we've created a bunch of consumeristic Christians. Yes. Right? That that you've got to have this, 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 and this, and it's got to be temperature's got to be just right, and this has got to be just right. And you know, if 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 it doesn't meet all of my needs, then I'm just gonna kind of go over here. And I think COVID was one thing that really began to exploit and and turn a light on just how shallow, you know, we have made the pool for Christianity in our country. And um, I think that it's time that the church begins to shift and say, okay, this will always be a place. Anybody is welcome to walk in here, and we want people to find Jesus in here. But instead of creating consumers, I think the church needs to be about creating disciples and followers of Jesus and equipping people to walk out of this building and make a difference in our world. And in order to do that, Greg just read in Ephesians, Paul gave us the, he, he said, look, God has given to the church gifts. He's given some apostles, he's given some prophets, some teachers, and he goes through the list. And they are there to equip the church for ministry. And we've been in a ministry model for decades and decades in this country, yay even centuries, where, it's, where, where the professional clergy is looked at as you do the ministry, we'll come check our box and tell us what to do or tell us how to think, and, and we'll just go on about our business. And if you look at the New Testament and the reason why they made such an impact, Paul says, no, 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 no. the ministry is there so that they can equip the people, they can equip the followers of Jesus to make a difference in your world outside of the four walls. And I think that as we begin to make this shift, it's one of the reasons why it made such sense to us to begin to come together, we had these conversations. But again, before we even thought about merging the two churches into one, we were having these conversations a few months ago about what does it look like to collaborate, yeah. that we can be better together. We can do more together. If we are truly the capital C church, why are we working in silos, trying to do something over here, and you're trying to do the same thing over here? Why? What, what would it look like to come together and begin to collaborate? And then that conversation just kept evolving and evolving and evolving because then we begin to realize hey God has put different gifts on our life 
Greg has a strong apostolic gift. He started a very successful business. Um, he started a very successful church. He, he has the ability to, 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 to see things that do not exist yet. And I think it's needed for this see, new Pam, world. Pam, I told you. <laughs> I told you it's a gift from God. It's a gift <laughs> from God. This is what an apostle does. My wife's had to live does. with this for all years. I keep telling her it's from God. <laughs> and I think, and we're going to get to this in just a minute, yeah. um, God has given Greg a vision of an iteration of what this new kind of wave looks like. And to be honest with you, it's not my gifting but I think that it is extremely needed. One of the things that drew me to Greg several years ago was he was even talking like this several years ago, and I'm like, this guy's on to something. He's got the future pegged in terms of some of the shifts that the church needs to make. And so we feel like that our gifting complements each other, and it only will make us better. It will only make the churches that we lead better and give yeah. us an opportunity to make a significant kingdom impact in this city and in this county, in this community, in this region, where if we can make an impact in this region, this region impacts the country and the world. Yeah. And I, you talk about the gifts, and I, I think it's so important. Um, as a church planter, you and I have done everything that we needed to do to get it going. Yeah. Uh, whether it was our gift or not, we, we didn't get as get to sit around and think, oh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, do this. Right. We, Sunday's coming, and so we, we had to do what we had to do. But I think over that time, we've both learned um, the difference in our giftings. Yes. And so when we share this next part with you, it's because of that gifting. And that is, it's, it, to me, it's like it, I can see it perfectly, um, and it's this. I truly believe with all of my heart that Jeffrey is called to be our lead pastor. And my job as an elder of the church is going to be to, to complete the work that he put in my heart for our community outside of this, to give the church a place to go do ministry. And we need a lead pastor in this deal. I need a lead pastor. So I'm so excited. Jeffrey's going to be my pastor. And and um, I, and I, that's, that's awesome because yeah, it is scary. <laughs> but but I was thinking about that too. I mean, like you don't just go do this, right? And and destiny is um, our baby. It's like you know, you know, you have a, a little kid and and they're your baby. And now the church is 22 years old and we're still it's still our baby. But um, but they're 22 years old, and, and so it's time for a change. It's time for a move, and with all, all the trust in the world, I am excited to call you our pastor in this, in this new stage, and I've got stuff I want to, yeah, yeah. So, So I'm still going to be sitting on the front row. I don't know if Pam's going to sit with me or not. You'll, you'll know about our relationship based on where she sits on Sundays. But um, I'm going to be your greatest supporter for, for where this church is going. And at the same time, I get to be in another role with this church that I think is, is going to be important. And I guess I could talk about that for a couple of minutes. Yeah, before you talk about that, yeah. I, I just want to interject here. Um, that, that I, Kimberly and I, 
and, and this, obviously, it's going to take us a while. Like, this is going to be a process, uh, and we'll get to that. And just, you know, as we wrap up here, we'll give you some practical information on that. But I want you to know what an unbelievable honor it is for Kimberly and Elon and myself. Um, it is no small thing um, for um, people of your and Pam's character, your ability, uh, and the time and the investment that went into planting this church in the 22 years that you have served this church. Um, that's, that's and, and if you've never planted a church, you don't know. There is blood, yeah. sweat, tears. It's not just you. It's your wife. It's your kids. It's your family. It's, it's everything goes into planting a church and leading a church. And it is no small thing for, to have someone look at you and say, here it is, uh, and entrust a life's work into our hands. And, and I just want you to hear me say that publicly in front of everyone that is here and that's watching online. Um, and I want Destiny Church to know that even though I will be taking on the role of lead pastor, um, I am not letting Greg and Pam go anywhere. <laughs> You're not doing that to me. You're not taking off. I was getting ready to say good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pastoral authority. I'm gonna. Um, no, they will be a. They will continue to be a very integral part of this family of faith, and and you will see them, and you will be hearing from him, and you will. Um, they're not going to go anywhere, um, and and we want to make sure that um, they have a place here, that they still have a voice here, um, because this, this, is, this is here because of you. And um, you're still vital, not only to this church, but you, um, prior to this, I've already expressed your, your voice and what it means in my life personally, and that's only going to be amplified as we move into this new reality. And um, I just want to assure Destiny that 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 uh, your past because City Hills we're just basically you're changing addresses okay you gotta change address that's pretty much pretty much it and you get to have a bigger family and more friends yeah. Destiny you're changing pastors uh, and that's a little bit different thing and I want to assure you um, that Greg and Pam are going to be here their influence will be felt they're not going anywhere yeah we're not in fact. Um, if you are part of destiny, what, what's that? You're going to be busy. I am. Yeah. It, everybody, everybody who's part of destiny knows about my Greenway vision and, and the fact that there is a new model that God is showing us and putting together for the church today. And, and so um, for those of you who don't know anything about that, let me just briefly share what is in my heart and is in the heart of uh, destiny and and our family, just everybody's been kind of captured by this. But about 16 years ago now, I bought a piece of property, my company did, uh, here in Leesburg. And I was told, don't buy this. It, I was driving by it. Actually, I, had a, I, I was on the cell phone texting, driving in front of this property, and I ran into the back of a Volvo <laughs> and totaled my car, uh, did about $100 damage to the Volvo. And... Um, this was back when you could text and drive. It was allowed because uh, it, was, it, was, it was 17 years ago. There weren't, like, commercials about it, right? 
So I, I, I wasn't like a terrible, terrible person, but I did destroy my car right in front of this property. And so I got out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what, you know, what did I just do? And um, this guy comes out of this, this house with his dog, and he, he's walking over to the car. He's, are everybody okay? And Yeah, yeah, we're fine. And, and I'm like, man, I, I love this property. He said, you want to buy it? And I just laughed. And then, I don't know, two months later, I owned it. And, um, <laughs> and so uh, we have a picture, I think. I took it today. You might recognize it. It's on uh, 15 south of Leesburg. Uh, we've been sitting there for 16 years. And um, it, just hang on to that f- picture for a little bit. Um, when I bought it, I was told not to. The zoning on it's been crazy. The, the uses were crazy. I, I had several developer friends come with me and look at it and said, Don't, this, is, this is a nightmare because of the zoning issues. And I really felt like it was God. And so we went ahead and purchased it. And um, at that time, I mean, 16 years ago, Leesburg was not what Leesburg is today. Now, this is right in the middle of everything. And, and, um, but I felt like it was something that God gave us for his kingdom. And I didn't have a clue what that meant. But it was a property. That house was built in 1742. It was started in 1742. And it's the right side of the house was built at that time. Uh, the barn was built in... 1810s, somewhere around there. Um, it was settled by Quakers. And the Mead family, the Meads and, the, and William Penn and his family came together on a ship to America. The Meads built this property. Of course, we know about William Penn in Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, they used the brick from the ship, the ballast of the ship, to build this house and named the the whole place, Greenway, got named after the captain of the ship who brought them to America. So it's got a lot of history. But the, the history that matters the most to me is the fact that a Quaker family built this to the glory of God. And I didn't know that until several years after we purchased the property. And so in my heart, we've just dedicated this property to God, not knowing why or what or what's going to happen. So the long story short, because, and we'll talk more about this down the road, but I am working with the town. I've been doing this for uh, quite a few years uh, to develop something that's for the community that will allow us to bless the community and the church will simply have a place to meet there. And so the church won't be having to go out and build a building or buy a building or whatever. Uh, we're going to be in the middle of where our city is. And so uh, this is going to have um, offices. We already have Destiny School of the Arts on the property, which that our school is not a Christian school. We, we did this intentionally. It's led by believers, but we're having a real impact in the community. And we are uh, just shy of 10% of our student body all being from... Uh, from uh, marginalized families. We're trying to give kids an education, uh, teach them to speak English, and and just help them with, they've got family challenges and and everything else, and we're going to see that number grow over time. 
But our, our plan is to be a blessing to the community and to grow. Every child that comes in there uh, starts at the age of two and goes through the fifth grade. It's about a $70,000 deal for us to do that. And so, so we're getting to that 10% level. I think there are like 15 kids right now that are part of that process. And then um, we... Uh, we're seeing that grow, so we're going to have, that, that school will be around 350 students when we're done. Uh, the barn's going to be a theater. It's going to be, like, if you've ever been to the barns at Wolf Trap, we're going to have the barns at Greenway. Uh, so it'll be a community theater. We're building a wedding venue in there. Um, it'll be all kinds of stuff. And uh, actually put a contract on another piece of property right beside of it that I think we're going to close on. And so the idea is that that this is going to be a community place, and we get to go be there. We get to serve in this and, and help people and minister to people. And so it's been a growing vision over the years. I'm glad I didn't do what I thought we were going to do early on because I do believe that God's just opening up some doors and, and building some relationships that are fantastic right now. And um, uh, so... Uh, it was one of the things when Jeffrey and I were talking about this, it was like, hey, I need to go do this, and I need somebody to do this, and this, and it just makes great sense and, and fun, too. I mean, well, some days it's not, but you know, <laughs> most of the time it's fun. And, and, um, and I'm just so excited about it. I mean, it just, for me, this just feels like this, and um, I, I'm so happy about about where we are so that doesn't you've had sound time like, to think about some things we should say here so yeah uh that doesn't sound like you're retiring uh, no no <laughs> that's not happening. he's gonna have plenty of stuff to do and yeah. on his plate um I, I i can't tell you how um how excited i am about this when when kimberly and i moved here the vision that god put on our heart for a church looks very much like what Greg had in his heart. And it's one of the things that made this um, process very easy um, and uh, just, felt, just felt like it fit hand in glove uh, because our, our visions were so similar and uh, for God to bring us together. I, I do want to address um, uh, City Hills and, and let you know that, you know, Greg and I, we've, we've had lots of discussions and it's not in his heart nor is it in my heart. Um, we don't want one church to feel like they're being swallowed by the other church. That's not what this is about. Um, and my heart and, 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 my, and Kimberly's heart um, have been at City Hills for the last six years. Uh, and um, we've had these conversations, and I've had this conversation with Greg. Like, it's the, the last thing we want this to be perceived as is, you know, Destiny needed a, a lead pastor, and, and Greg and I had a great relationship, and so they they hired me, and we're shutting City Hills down, and if y'all want to come, fight, that's not what this is. Right. This is birthed out of, of, of a, a heart and a passion and a vision to actually take two churches and make them one, not one getting swallowed up or taken over by the other, and it's going to take us a little while, uh, especially because of COVID and you know, is a slow rollback from COVID, and, and that's understandable. It's going to take us probably the better part of this year, really, to find a groove um, as, as people begin to slowly trickle back from COVID. And 
and we begin to mesh these these two churches together as and, and even one. to find out who we are exactly because God's changing us exactly so we get to do that together yeah and, and we're inviting you on the journey we're we're inviting you to, to number one trust God uh, and then you know trust us in the process because there's going to be some questions right now quite frankly we don't have answers to but we believe that they're coming uh, and but we do want you to feel comfortable and know that um, I have been meeting with uh, our City Hills lead team and then Destiny has a staff of four people that are full-time on staff and um, I want Destiny to know that that staff is not going anywhere um, we have an incredible relationship uh, actually our friendship goes back for Five years yeah. um, from when I known Greg because I've been coming here. Greg let, has led a a, um, a ministry to local pastors that met once a quarter. I was part of that because I love Greg so much. It was so actually much. once and a month. You showed up once a quarter. Oh, was it once a month? <laughs> yeah, it was monthly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was monthly. Um, but uh, through that interaction, I've got to meet uh, Destiny's staff. I've got to meet Josiah and, and Michelle and Grace and Rachel and... Um, so th th it's, it's one of those things that's like when you look back, you see that for five years God has been lining things up yeah. and, and making the connections and, and making all of this to where when we get to this point that, that it just feels um, easy. I will tell City Hills because of what you just heard and the project that um, is, is trying to be accomplished with uh, Greenway and the vision that is happening there. Um, as you might can imagine, there is an extreme amount of red tape and paperwork and uh, connections and relationships and meetings that goes into that with the city of Leesburg and, the, and Loudoun County. And we don't want to throw a monkey wrench into that. We don't want to cause any confusion in the middle of this because it's already rolling and um, a lot of things have already been settled on the county and city side. And so the last thing we want to do is bring confusion to them. And so for that reason, City Hills, we are going to drop our name um, and we will all be Destiny Church. Um, and I'm fine with that. I'm not married to a name. I'm married to the people of our church. Uh, and I want City Hills to know that. Um, I, I don't mind dropping a name um, because we're the church no matter what we're called but but I'm married to the people of City Hills, and if, if you'll step into this with us, it makes it all worthwhile, and we're going to see God. I believe we're going to see God do some amazing supernatural things over the course of these next few years as we walk this out, and I am, Kimberly and I and Elon, we are unbelievably excited to be a part of what God is doing in Loudoun County. Now, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't address. There's a lot of questions. And there's a lot of even practical stuff that some of you may be wondering and asking right now yourselves. That's cool. That's fine. We understand that. I will just say give us a little time. So one of the practical things for City Hills, you may be wondering, well, if, if, you're, if you're a contributor to City Hills and uh, a vision owner and you 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 donate financially and invest into the vision that City Hills has had and we're just telling you right now none of that changes just kind of keep rolling with us 
Um, I've already had some uh, uh, someone ask me that kind of caught word of this, you know, um, do, do I need to change something right now? And right now we're just saying just sit tight. Nothing changes like that right now. And over the course of the next few months, we'll begin to merge these things together. Uh, and we'll be communicating with you, City Hills, and you, Destiny Church, and any kind of moves that need to be made in a practical sense as we as we blend these two churches as one. So just hang tight on all of that. Don't change anything right now. Uh, we'll be sending out emails and communications in the right time as we get ready to make some of those more kind of practical housekeeping changes. Yeah, and I, I would say this to City Hills folks. Um, we're so glad you're with us. We're so glad that we're going to be one church. And, um, you know, the, the practicality of this is that we have a building. And, you know, it's like two people getting married. If one of them owns a house and the other one doesn't, uh, go to the house. It makes, it, makes, it makes the most sense. Now, we have the ugliest building in Leesburg um, from the outside. But inside, it's nice and warm and fuzzy. Um, but uh, we just... You know, you guys have, have done an amazing job with a, a total volunteer team. And, um, and we're not going to get in the way of that because we can see all of this coming together so we can make it our church. And, and we're figuring out who we're going to be. I think we'll both lose some of our identities to become who God wants us to be. And so um, that's a really big thing for us. And you, we just are so happy to be together yeah. and uh, we've been together for a long time and we want you guys to benefit from that relationship and I think that's going to happen absolutely and I will say just real quickly to City Hills for those of you because Greg mentioned it you know we obviously have been a church that volunteers have been the, the the backbone of our church and I know many of you you loved serving at City Hills you loved contributing and giving your gift and that's not going to change as we begin to blend this um, I know even in conversations with Destiny staff, um, they have just opened the door wide open. It's like, hey, we want your leaders to lead. We want your leaders to have a place. We want people to feel welcome. We're embracing that. And so um, all of that, this is only going to strengthen yeah. Yeah. both of us as churches to be able to do what God has called us to do. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and I want to say something to Destiny. Um, it's been a ride, a good one. And uh, it's not over. I'm changing things and what I'm doing. But, um, you know, we both come from a church culture that wasn't um, so pleasant for pastors' families. Um, it, it just seemed like, for whatever reason, church wasn't always the healthiest for pastors' kids. And destiny for us has been the total opposite. We love you guys so much. Pam and I are so blessed to be part of this church. You have, you've loved our children. Our children love Jesus, and it's because of, of what you've poured into them and, and just the life that God's allowed us to, to live, and we will owe you forever. And we love you so much, and good luck. <laughs> I got I to pull out of this. <laughs> I have to pull out of this. Okay. I, I wasn't going there, so anyway. <laughs> Maybe we should pray. I think we should Why don't you? Okay, I'll do it. All right. Could, let's stand.
and, and thanks for putting up with us today. This is, uh, this is, um, we just, we just want you to go on the journey with us, and um, we, we just love you all, and uh, I can't wait till the masks are, are gone. I want to see what City Hills people look like, you know, and, and, um, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll just keep finding ways to connect and get to know each other and, and serve each other, and it's going to be good. But, Father, um, wow, I thank you for the journey that you're taking us on. It's, uh, Father, it, as Jeffrey and I were just talking about even this morning, um, you've been putting this together for a long, long time. And our friendship, our meetings, um, they've all just been part of this plan, this, this tapestry that we didn't see. And I am so excited to be at this place where we get to see this next move, this next chapter. And Lord, we just commit ourselves totally to you to your kingdom, to the work that you want to do in and through us. Father, I pray that spectator Christianity in this church would disappear, that we would be an army for your kingdom, that ambassadors for the good news of Jesus Christ in our city and around, around the region. I pray, Father, that out of this would come much good for the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Father, help us, guide us, lead us, speak to us, influence us by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that, that we would lay down everything that would get in the way of what you want to do and accomplish. And, Lord, I pray for each person that's part of this new church that you, oh God, would bless them, grow them, I pray that you would, for those who are struggling, that you would comfort them. For those who are anxious, that you would bring them peace. For those who are bored, that you would give them a vision and a mission for your kingdom that changes and turns their lives inside out. And I ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, everybody, just real quickly, we're about to celebrate and worship as we put a cap on this day, but I did want to say one more thing, and that is I know that um, through all of this, there's many of you probably that maybe have questions that we weren't able to answer, uh, and so both Destiny and City Hills, um, you will all be getting an email within the next 24 hours or so, um, and in that email, there is a link that will allow you to click, and if you have any question or concern that you would like to express to us it will take you to a form. You can fill that out. It'll come to us, and we will be happy to answer to the best of our ability right now any questions that you may have. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you, Destiny, for welcoming my wife and Elon and myself. And I cannot tell you um, how excited we are to get to know you, to get uh, to, to meet all of you over the course of these next few months as we're rolling back in from COVID. And um, God just blend our lives together to do something great for the kingdom of God. Amen, everybody. Come on, band. Let's, let's, why do you say let's celebrate in a few moments of worship as we put a cap on this day? Come on, let's worship God together.